بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد قال الله تعالى أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما تدري نفس ماذا تكسب غدا وما تدري نفس بأي أرض تموت صدق الله العظيم Continuing with the chapter, Babu Dhikril Maut wa Qisar al-Amal, the chapter which deals with the remembrance or the reminder of death and the curtailing of aspirations in this world. The second verse of the Qur'an which Imam Nawi rahimahullah mentions is a verse which has to do with Allah's ilmul ghayb. Ilmul Ghayb literally translates the knowledge of the unseen. Elsewhere in the Quran, there is one verse of the Quran wherein Mufassirin mentioned that 40,000 malaika accompany the revelation of this verse. Wherein Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَعِنَّهُ مَفَاتِهُ الْغَيْبِ لَا يَعْلَمُهَا إِلَّا هُوَ وَيَعْلَمُ مَا فِي الْبَرِّ وَالْبَحْرِ That by Allah are the keys to the unseen. Mafatihul Ghaib, the keys of the Ghaib, the unseen or the unknown. La ya'lamuha illahu. No one but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows these things. So there are certain things in this world, the knowledge of which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept concealed. And besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, no one, even the malaika, even the anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam, even Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, has not been informed of these things. So this reference in this verse, Mafatihul Ghaib, the keys to the unseen, it's mentioned in the hadith that the things that are mentioned in this verse of the Quran, which Imam Nawi rahimahullah has mentioned here, which is the last verse of Surah Luqman, it's mentioned in the hadith, Huwa min Mafatihul Ghaib. These are of the keys to the unseen. Basically, what are the five? There are five things that are mentioned in this verse or five branches of knowledge which as we mentioned are the keys to the unseen and this knowledge Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept to himself and Allah has concealed from his entire creation inna allaha indahu ilmu sa'ah verily by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the knowledge of qiyamat that is, when will Qiyamat occur? It's mentioned in Hadith Jibril, very, very famous Hadith in the beginning of the Kitab or in the early section of the Kitab. We dealt with this Hadith in great detail. That once Jibril, alayhi salam, towards the latter part of the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, came to Medina Munawwara in a human form and he approached Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Sahabas were wrapped with attention because this incident was astonishing in many aspects. Amongst them was the fact that no one in Medina recognized this person. Secondly, Shadidu Bayad al-Thiyab, his clothes were very, very white and very clean, which was not common for someone who's a traveler in the desert, etc. Nevertheless, he sat in front of Rasulullah in the position of tashahud, where the knees were both touching, and he placed his hands on the thighs of Rasulullah and he asked him certain questions to which Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa responded. The intention or the objective behind this was to teach the Sahaba the basic tenets of deen. Amongst the questions that were asked, 
that akhbirni anis sa'a jibril asked rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that tell me when is qiyamah akhbirni anis sa'a when will the trumpet of qiyamah be blown to this rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam responded mal mas'ulu anha bi a'lam min as-sa'il the one who is questioning and the one who is answering the question both do not have any more knowledge about this in other words this knowledge when is qiyamah going to occur is only in the hands of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allah has kept concealed that knowledge however there are what we call signs of qiyamah that itself is a separate topic but in many many ahadith in the quran also certain signs of qiyamah are mentioned the second thing in this verse inna allaha indahu ilmu as-sa'a wa yunazzilu al-ghayth only allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends the rain interestingly in this verse allah taala in reference to rain uses the word ghayth as we've mentioned many many times before the english language is very very limited when compared to the arabic language any type of rain we refer to as in any time when the water comes down from the skies we call it rain however sometimes you get a torrential rain pour sometimes you get a slight rain you get a light rain sometimes the rain water is beneficial it wets the ground it causes crops to grow etc sometimes the same rain water allah taala makes it such that it is destructive in the arabic language the matar that rain alladhi yahsulu bihi nabat al ard by which which causes the crops to grow wazawalu shidda and causes drought to be removed and there is generally beneficial that type of rain is referred to as ghayth wa yunazzilu al ghayth allah taala sends down beneficial rain so when rain occurs is that rain going to be beneficial or is it not going to be beneficial beforehand that is in the knowledge of allah subhanahu wa taala alone no one else know has this knowledge scientific predictions and conjecture scientific predictions etc based on wind direction moisture content in the atmosphere etc that today there's a 20% chance or 30% chance or 50% chance or 60% chance that rain is going to occur in reality we find many many times prediction is made it doesn't actually rain so if so this type of prediction based on these outward signs that are gauged in the atmosphere in reality are conjecture and guesswork only allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the true knowledge of when it is going to rain and whether that rain water is going to be beneficial or not the third part of this verse of the quran in other words the keys to the unseen inna allaha indahu ilmu as-sa'a first thing when is qiyamah only allah has the knowledge wa yunazzilu al-ghayth only allah sends the rain when it is going to rain how much it is going to rain what is the volume of the rainfall going to be whether the rainfall is going to be beneficial or not etc only allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has complete knowledge of all these things wa ya'lamu ma fil arham only he that is only allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what is in the womb we find that sometimes particularly so called contemporary scholars and thinkers of modern times they raise objections to certain aspects of the quran based on a limited understanding of the arabic language and what the verse actually means for example 
with scientific advancement now, they are able to see to some extent what is in the womb. And very, very often, when you visit a gynecologist, the gynecologist will, will ask the mother-to-be, do you want to know the gender of the child? And at a certain stage of the pregnancy, with a certain degree of accuracy, they are able to inform you whether it's going to be a male or it's going to be a female. So obviously now this objection comes about. Allah Ta'ala says in the Qur'an, وَيَعْلَمُوا مَا فِي الْأَرْحَامِ Only Allah, only Allah knows what is in the womb. First of all, in the Arabic language, the word that refers to gender, male or female, is man, not ma. The Arabic language, the word ma is used in a very, very broad context. وَيَعْلَمُوا مَا فِي الْأَرْحَامِ In other words, the haqiqat, the reality, not gender, not just gender. Gender is only one aspect. When a woman conceives, there are many, many aspects about the child that we don't know. For example, Mufassirin mentioned, مَتَى يُولَدْ وَهَلْ يُولَدْ حَيًّا أو مَيَّةً هَلْ يَبْقَى فِي الدُّنْيَا طَوِيلًا أو مُدَّةً قَصِيرًا هَلْ يَكُونُ عَمَلُهُ صَالِحًا أو سَيِّئًا هَلْ يُخْتَمُ لَهُ بِسَعَادًا هَلْ يُبْسَدُ لَهُ فِي الرِّزْقِ How many questions there are with regards to an unborn child? Will that child, when, when is the birth actually going to take place? When the birth takes place, will the child be stillborn or will the child be alive? How long will he remain in this world? Will he have a short life or will he have a long life? Is his deeds going to be pious and pure or is, is, he, or is he going to live a life of misdeeds? Will he eventually die on Iman or will he die on Kufr? Will he become wealthy in this world or will he be a poor person? Every one of these aspects, everyone, everything pertaining to this unborn child, ma fil arham, all this, is in the knowledge of only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Only Allah knows when exactly that birth is going to, whether it's going to take place in the morning, in the evening, midday, where it's going to take place. Whether it's a male, whether it's a female, how long life, whether it is shaqi or sa'id, whether this person will become an obedient slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or a disobedient slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how long life in this world, only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, no doctor, no scientist, no gynecologist, no individual has this extent of knowledge of what is contained or what is concealed in the womb of the woman. وَيَعْلَمُ مَا فِي الْأَرْحَامِ وَمَا تَدْرِي نَفْسٌ مَاذَا تَكْسِبُ غَدَا A soul does not know that which he is going to earn tomorrow. Forget that which you are going to earn tomorrow, whether you are going to live till tomorrow. What, is, what lies in your future? Are you going to become wealthy? Are you going to become poor? All this is only in the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَمَا تَدْرِي نَفْسٌ مَاذَا تَكْسِبُ غَدَا وَمَا تَدْرِي نَفْسٌ بِأَيِّ أَرْضٍ تَمُوتِ وَمَا تَدْرِي نَفْسٌ بِأَيِّ أَرْضٍ تَمُوتِ When it comes to, before we translate the last section of this verse, when it comes to what we are going to earn tomorrow, we find that people, as we see in the heading, وَقِصَرِ الْأَمَلِ the curtailing of aspirations. People make a lot of intentions, a lot of plans, a lot of ambitions, a lot of goals, a lot of desires. That tomorrow I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to plan this, I'm going to plan that, I'm going to get this work done, get that work done. وَمَا تَدْرِي نَفْسٌ مَاذَا تَكْسِبُ غَدَا 
Allah says it is only Allah that knows what you are going to earn tomorrow and what you are actually going to do tomorrow that is only in the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it's not in your control because many times you plan and the next day the person is not even here the person has left this world وَمَا تَدْرِي نَفْسٌ بِأَيِّ أَرْضٍ and a soul does not know in which land it will die where your moth is going to take place where your death is going to take place sometimes a person says, Me gaya, I got saved. One second before, one second later, I would have been in a problem. And we feel that we got saved because of circumstances. We did not get saved because of circumstances. Our death, where it's going to occur, has already been decided by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it is only Allah that has this knowledge. It's mentioned about Imam Malik, rahmatullah alayhi, great muhaddith, and one of the four well-known jurists of Islam, the Maliki mazhab, he used to live in Medina Manowara and his entire life was devoted to the service of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, particularly the ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he had great love for Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So much love he had that it was always his desire that his moth and his death should take place in Medina Manowara and that he should be buried in Baqiul Gharqat in the graveyard of Medina Manowara. It's mentioned about him, time is limited just briefly. That once there was a journey that he had to undertake to Makkah Mukarramah, but he was very, very two-minded about whether to proceed to Makkah Mukarramah. It was in the latter part of his life, Imam Malik was not well, and he had this concern and this worry that what happens if my moth takes place on this journey? I will be deprived of dying in Madinah Munawwara. And it was this uljan, this confusion, this concern that was making him very undecided about whether to undertake this journey or not. It is said that at that time Imam Malik Rahmatullah saw a dream and in his dream a hand was shown to him, a hand with five fingers. And immediately Imam Malik Rahmatullah the interpretation understood what the dream meant, that he should not hold back. Why? What is the five fingers referring to? Referring to this verse of the Quran, wherein there are five things, the knowledge of which only Allah has. Inna Allah ilmu sa'a. Only Allah knows when is Qiyamah. It is only He that sends down the rain. It is only Allah that knows the reality of what is in the womb. No soul knows what he will earn tomorrow. And no soul knows in which land he will die. So this was the ishara to Imam Malik. Whether you are going to die in Medina or not is not in your control. Inna Allah alimun khabir. Verily, it is only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah has complete knowledge and Allah is aware of everything. Allah give us two fixed